the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 437, The Superboy Chronicles, The Super Secret of Smallville. And welcome to episode 437 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am, I believe I will be, I mean, I will have been, Oscar Lad. Yes, that's it. An award-winning podcast. Well, maybe not so much, but you know how it is. We're, our award is you guys listening to us. And, I'm, and I actually say that in not a, a kiss-ass kind of way. Because I love, um, I, I just love, you know, seeing download numbers. But but more importantly, I love seeing you guys comment on the Facebook threads and and that sort of thing. And um, so, so consider that my my really lame acceptance speech for an award that there isn't. But I I just uh, anyway, as as I say, Darren and I would do this show anyway. But that we get to do it and uh, and interact with you guys, and I've gotten to know a lot of you guys uh, outside of this, and that just is the coolest thing to me. So, thank you. Anyway, um, this is uh, I'm just going to be again. The math is 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 frightening, but I'm just going to be getting back from vacation. So, uh, so we're taking a a legion break um, and moving to well, one of the, still the most important legionnaires, uh, Superboy, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the next issue of uh, New Adventures of Superboy, and also I wanted to kind of get to it because I did kind of leave you guys hanging with the end of the um, the cliffhanger ending. From issue 15, where Superboy accidentally found himself on Earth 2. So, anyway, we start off this one on the cover. This is uh, New Adventures of, of Superboy, uh, number 16. And on the, the cover, we have a woman who's taking a picture or weirdly scanning with some sort of strange device. Uh, Superboy's rocket ship, which right now seems much smaller than I ever remember seeing it. Uh, but Superboy gets into the barn and he sees her doing this and she says, I've found it, the secret of Superboy's power. Now I'll use it to transfer his might to my son. Well, well. All right, so we start off uh, the splash page. Uh, we've got um, Mom Pa Kent looking onward at, um, at Superboy, uh, who is holding a white-hot meteorite in his hand. How do I know it's a white-hot meteorite? Ma Kent totally tells me. Uh, she says, land sakes, Jonathan, if Clark hadn't intercepted that, wait for it, white hot meteorite, it would have started a forest fire for sure. And Jonathan, who, you know, is now making com- going to make a comment on a line about a forest fire with a pipe in his mouth. Um, or is that just an awkwardly placed shadow? I'm not sure. Uh, says, even after all these years, Martha, I still fill up with pride watching our super son in action. Whereas there's another family watching their kid, and they say, I'm ready to throw in the towel, Elaine, no matter how hard I train Chris to be the athlete I was. He just can't measure up. 
And uh, and his wife says, I know how you feel, Dan. His scholastic aptitude test was just as disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it looks like our son doesn't have what it takes to be a Drayton. Oh, the Draytons, they sound like very special people. That's right. Two boys. One is superpowered orphan, orphan from the stars with ordinary but loving foster parents. The other, an ordinary earth boy with most exceptional parents. The super secret of Smallville. And this one is brought to us by writer Carrie Bates, penciler Kurt Schaffenberger, inker Dave Hunt, colorist Jerry Serpy, letterer Milt Snappen, and editor Julia Schwartz. Okay. So we start off uh, in Smallville. We've got the billboard. Welcome to Smallville, home of Superboy. And uh, that's kind of where, where people think, you know. And then we have some guys trying to steal a uh, a purse. And um, and they're seen by, um, and I love this. Hey, Rico, we got a good Samaritan on our tails as the guy follows along. And they say, not for long. We won't. He must be pushing 50. And he says, 46 to be exact. And to which I say, F you. Um, he says, here's where this old man, old man. Ugh. Maybe that's the point, but you know. Anyway, uh, he says, well, here's where this old man shows those twerps what fast on your feet truly means. I say, how's he doing it? He should be running out of gas by now. Pant, save your breath and keep going. And the one guy trips. Um, and the old dude uh, basically pushes him out of the way, and uh, but it looks like he miscalculated, and he's about to uh, to get squished by the truck, and uh, so he pushes the kid out of the way, but Superboy saves him, and uh, he says, "Save by Superboy," who says, "Do me a favor, sir, and don't move till I finish with my push-up," which he's doing with the uh, as the wheel of the truck uh, lands on his back. Um. And so the truck driver drives to a stop, and the guy and the guy says to Superboy, "Thanks, Superboy, but I'd hate to have those purse snatchers make a clean getaway." And uh, Superboy says, "I assure you, they won't. They were so busy trying to outrace you that they didn't notice they were making a beeline straight toward our police station." As you see, Chief Parker has the situation well in hand. Not to mention the lady's stolen purse, and then he uh, burns. The uh, tire treads off his cape, and the guy's pretty impressed by this. He says, I knew Smallville was where you hung out, Superboy, but I never thought I'd be meeting you like this. Thanks for saving my life. He says, ah, oh, it's all in a day's work. Hold on. I thought you looked familiar. You're Dan Drayton, the world's famous decathlon winner of the 1952 Olympics. Check it, people. Check it. Um, I'm, the, I'm the one who never thought I'd be meeting you. It's a real honor, sir. What brings a celebrity like you to Smallville of all places? And he says, well, strangely enough, it's because. And he doesn't get to finish that off because, you know, everybody starts swarming. And uh, um, anyway, so. Drayton thinks this is amazing that, you know, he's getting surrounded by these people who want his autograph when, you know, normally you'd think that'd be a Superboy thing. Um, and he says, ah, they see me almost every day, uh, Dr Mr. Drayton, but you are a special event. Maybe we can get together later. And, uh, so we go to the Smallville, the science lab of Smallville High, where a distinguished guest is in the midst of a remarkable lecture. And she says, uh, and once the concentrated ion solution of anti-ions is finally charged, the results are quite dramatic. 
though unfortunately quite fleeting at best. And they see that uh, this floating uh, ball suddenly falls to the ground. And they say, ah, oh, it's just like the anti-gravity stuff in sci-fi movies. And she says, not yet, unfortunately. But if my anti-ion research continues at its present pace, someday we'll be floating jumbo uh, jets instead of paperweights. And they say, well, any uh, any questions, class? Ask away. It's a real treat to have a Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize winning scientist in our classroom. And... Uh, uh, Clark and Lana talk about this, and Lana says, Who would have thought our science teacher would turn out to be a classmate of a famous genius like Dr. Elaine Crossley? Uh, Newstime called her the Madame Curie of the 60s and says, mm, I, If I remember right, she's married to someone just as famous. Now, who was he? An actor, a politician? A former, try a former Olympic champion. In private life, Mr. Cro Dr. Crossley is Miss, Mrs. Dan Drayton. Should have known they'd be traveling as a set. So later the bell rings and uh, Clark sees a blonde student standing at the front, uh, leaning up against the post. Thank for him. Uh, he says, uh, try a former Olympic champion in private life, doctor. Yeah. So he says, um, yeah, I'm all mixed up here. All right. So uh, he sees the blonde kid. And then he realizes that that is 16-year-old Christopher Drayton, who's waiting for his illustrious mother, no doubt. And I bet that's exactly the phrase he wants to hear. Um, so Clark goes over and introduces himself, says, your mom's going to be a while, uh, but because uh, she and my science teacher were busy talking about old times, basically. And he says, there's no sense introducing yourself if you already seem to know who I am. But thanks for the tip, uh Clark, he says, might as well head back to the small, the hotel. One thing uh, about a town this small, no way for a visitor to get lost. Clark says, that's for sure. I'm going that way too. Mind if I tag along? And uh, as they walk past a fence, there's a big gap in the fence, and the football team is practicing, and a ball goes flying over. They say, watch you guys, heads up. And uh, Chris Drayton manages to uh, intercept the ball as it were, and, he's, and uh, Clark says, Great catch, Chris. Just the kind of reflexes I'd expect from the son of an Olympic champion. He says, But not quite the performance that an Olympic champ expects from his son. My form was sloppy, and I didn't react quickly enough, and I should have jumped higher. That's how my dad would have analyzed it if he were here right now. He says, Ever since I can remember, no matter how hard I tried at sports, I've never been good enough to make my father proud of me. He's always grumbling I'm not the athlete he was at my age. Um, but meanwhile, you know, he, or he, uh, Clark says, I see. And how does your mother feel about it? Well, but while they're talking about this, they've got a guy, pencil-thin mustache, hat, and trench coat. Bad news. Um, it says I'm, I'm the toughest uh, private school in the East. My grade po point average is 3.3, .3, a solid B. But I'm terribly upset because I'm not getting straight A's like she once did. I say, that's our boy, all right. His kisser's been photographed with mom and pop enough times to make a positive ID. Can't, still can't figure out why celebrities like them are holing up in a burg like so Smallville. Says, that's their business. Our business is to make ourselves filthy rich between now and the day after, and the day after tomorrow. With Junior's help, of course. And later that evening, was it just my imagination? Did Chris look a little pale when he excused himself and went up to his room? 
Um, he's simply bored, Dan. Let's face it. Smallville isn't exactly a mecca of, of bustling activity for support, uh, for a sophisticated boy his age. Well, maybe we never should have come, Elaine. I still say the scientific hypothesis sounds far-fetched, which is no more far-fetched than the existence of an alien superboy on Earth. You met him yourself this morning. You saw what we could, he could do. Um... And uh, she says, now you tell me, of all the places on this planet he could have chosen as a home base, what possible reason could he have for Smallville uh, scrambling out on a, on, a, on a hick town? Logically, there's only one reason. And they basically go through the, um, you know, the whole reasoning behind it. And, uh, and you know, but, but it's not really, uh, it's not really the place, you know? Um, he says, you and that, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Drayton says, you and that analytic logic of yours, I hope to have you're on target, doctor, because I have a feeling, uh, that, uh, Smallville is in big trouble. Um, so later on, uh, 70 files northeast of the Smallville town limits, um, Clark's out there, uh, plowing some irrigation ditches. I said, I didn't mean to stay out this late, even though I keep telling Mom and Pa, Superboy doesn't need sleep. So he flies over the Smallville Hotel and gets kind of zapped by the aforementioned camera-like scanning device. And uh, she's like, uh, now I've managed to uh, fire my invisible molecule beam at my cape target. Um, meanwhile, uh, Clark is finally in bed and Ma is checking on him. Um, anyway, um, uh, Dr. Crossley comes by the house and, uh, sees 321 Maple Street, the home of a family called Kent. Not the type of setting I was expecting, but the directional mo mode on my Molecutron is 99.7% reliable. It's designed to home in on any inanimate object which possesses the same molecular ultra density measured in Superboy himself. Um, so basically she goes back, she finds the rocket ship. Uh, the perspective on it is a little better on this page. Um, and um, she sees uh, this component that seems to have um, a charge. And uh, so the next day, she and, Doc and Mr. Drayton are taking a look at it. And um, she says, yeah, this, this device, this is, uh, you know, this is what provides this unimaginable power. Um and then it turns out they get a letter at that point saying that Chris has been kidnapped and being held for ransom. And it says, the note says if we make any attempt to go to the police or FBI, Chris will be immediately killed. And they said, there's only one hope, Superboy. And she goes, oh, no. I meant to return Superboy's power device because, again, she thinks that the device gives Superboy his powers. But for all, all we know, he could already be in need of a superpower charge. And so the next morning, um, or later that morning, anyway, they say, we can't remember when we went to the big city. And um, Jonathan, of course, can, because that's how he rolls. Um, so, yeah, the Kent family seems to be going out for the day, and uh, they decide that they're going to take a look around. Um, and they say, hey, um, I just realized my analytical mind was so obsessed with the scientific hypothesis to explain why Superboy remains in Smallville that I didn't allow my uh, heart to 
clue me into a far more natural explanation for an orphan from the stars to stay in this town. And that, that is, of course, the connection with the family, uh, with Jonathan and Martha Kent. So, see, she does get it. Um, anyway, um, this is at this point, uh, Superboy's uh, super hearing picks up the voice saying that Clark Kent is secretly Superboy. So now, you know, Clark's like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, this is just kind of thing he's always listening for. And this time, yes, he hits pay dirt. Um, so uh, he changes into his costume and off he goes and they think, well, we got to be careful. This could be a bad thing. Um, and uh, they the Drayton's are driving along and Superboy picks up the car and um, they say, oh, we're in Superboy's hands. Dear, it's the only explanation scientifically possible. So he takes them so they can talk and uh, and they say, well, yeah, so here's why. Here's what happened. And um, he says, well, once you convinced yourself these uh, this Kryptonian device was the source of my superpowers, you wanted to analyze it to determine if I could be altered to supercharge your son. Wasn't that the plan? And they're like, yeah, basically. And he says, a brilliant Nobel scientist, world-famous athlete, parents who have never been able to accept the fact that their only son is not as extraordinary as they are. I was to be your hope in changing all that. And they say, good gosh, how can you possibly know these things? And they say, that's not important. He's Superboy. Superboy just knows stuff. Uh, but he says, um, he reads the note and he says, now if you'll excuse me, this is a job for Superboy. And they were asking for $100,000. Uh, wow, which was to be sent uh, floating down downriver in a canoe the next morning at 8 a.m. He says, it's reasonable to expect that the kidnappers would be hiding somewhere in the general vicinity. But as Dr. Crossley might put it, my, if my hypothesis is on the beam, odds are a continuous 360-degree X-ray vision sweep to all sides of the horizon should prove to be very revealing. And... Um, Anyway, it turns out they're hiding in the water, in the water tower. And uh, the guys are playing cards and saying, eh, forget it, uh, boy. You know, uh, any hopes you had of being rescued before then, we picked this abandoned water tower because it's miles away from anything and everything. Anything and anybody, sorry. And um, then things start getting shaken, and it turns out, yep, the kid says, they say, even the chair, they, you know, something's flinging us against the wall. Even the chairs and tables, too. What are we up against here? And Chris says, if I may venture a wild guess, I'd say centrifugal centrifugal force. Centrifugal? Centrifugal. See, I'd say it that way. I don't know. Um, anyway, they say, uh, you're crazy, kid. We'd have to be spinning like a top for centrifugal force to work. Besides, what would make a whole water tower suddenly start to rotate. And he says, would you believe Superboy? And uh, anyway, it turns out that um, he takes, you know, basically he reunites Chris with his parents and uh, the kidnappers get taken to uh, Chief Parker. And they're saying, and I bet, I'd be willing to bet that Chris's parents gained a valuable lesson out of this experience along with the lines of loving their son for what he really is, instead of trying to mold him into something he isn't. And Clark agrees. He says, judging from their grateful reunion, Pa, I'd say you won that bet. She says, aren't you forgetting one little detail? Both Chris's parents gained something else from this experience. You know, Clark Kent is Superboy. And he says, relax, Ma. I'm not worried about that either. Uh, I'm not worried about it. And you and Pa needn't be worried either. 
turns out that they had a they had set up a post hypnotic suggestion saying who is Superboy we don't know and uh, and he says well um, I hadn't told Ma and Pa yet that Doctor Crossley promised me she'd do something special to make my secret identity a secret again and yes they've hypnotized themselves and they don't know who Superboy is and uh, it basically erased their knowledge of his dual identity and uh, so now i can breathe easily knowing my secret is safe once again between me mom pa and you he says as he looks out at the camera quote unquote and winks uh just like the old superboy cartoons or superman cartoons i guess some of the superboy ones too all right um so we uh we where we left uh earth Two clark and superboy is they were running over the bridge and um shocking the farmer beneath um and this is the superboy training of clark kent written by bob rosakis penciled by john Kalman, uh inked by dave hunt lettered by ben oda colored by paul by phil rachelson and edited by julie schwartz and uh, so this guy sees uh, Superboy uh, rebuilding the bridge. And he goes, I don't dare tell anyone about this. They'll send me to the loony bin. And uh, so um, uh, Clark and Clark go back to the Kent house. And they uh, are really surprised that, you know, this Clark Kent is basically a twin brother. You know, or sorry, this is a John and Mary this is on Earth too, John John and Mary Kent's place. And they said, just who are you, young fella? And he goes, it's me, Pa. At least that's the way he explains it. He came here from another world that's a lot like ours. So that's right, Mr. Kent. On my Earth, I was flying around in a tornado trying to unwind it, but I went too fast and wound up here in another Smallville. Another Smallville? Well, let me tell you this, young man. In Smallville, people don't believe in fairy tales. Well, hell. He says, in other words, flying through the air. Ha. Eh, yeah, you remember how you first found Clark in that strange contraption that fell out of the sky? Maybe Clark came from that other world, too. I could explain how he can do all those unearthly things. And uh, so, yeah, they basically figure that out. And it's like, well, and, you know, Clark wants to go and join the circus. And, um, and he says, well, you know, this is the way things have been going on the farm. Paul, pa, we can cash in on my being a freak. And they say, Clark, stop using that word. You're not a freak. You're just different and gifted. He says, and that for our, as for our economic condition, young man, we may be in a depression, but now that Roosevelt has been elected president, we'll pull out of it okay. And um, Clark, you know, tries to uh, tries to calm his dad down, but his dad doesn't want to be made a laughing stock of at the circus. And he says, as long as you're my son, you won't. And uh, Superboy tries to sort of intervene. He says, Mr. Ken, I understand your feelings. I think my father would react the same way in this situation. But you have to understand about Clark and about me that we are different and it's difficult to cope with. Or to cope with. And, uh, to cope with. There's a sudden uh, Freudian slip to a... Uh, yeah, see? There you go. There's your um, uh, Ultra Dillinger for the episode. So... If you do so, please take a drink. Um, even though it was completely unintentional. Uh, he says, while I'm here, I want to help Clark develop his special talents as my parents helped me. There's so much more to all this than being the fastest runner in Smallville High or an attraction in the circus. Um, so, uh, so 
Uh, John Kent says, your words make sense, young fella, but where do you start? What do you, what do you do? And, uh, so they do some tests on this, on Clark's strength and they say, you already know you can run very fast and you can already, and then you can fly, but now let's check out your vision. And so he tries to explain to him the whole idea of, of x-ray vision and it's not quite working yet, but, but he does have super hearing and that actually works. And, um, and actually he seems to have telescopic vision, which is just in the midst of developing. So he can't quite control it. Um, and he says, I'm more anxious than ever to join the circus, Pa. If it doesn't work out, I promise to give up that life and be a farmer like you. And so uh, John finally relents. And he's, all right, fine. And uh, so they actually still end up going to the circus. And uh, and he's shown them around, basically. And, um, and yeah, so anyway, so, you know, usual kind of thing. And... Uh, um, but, but he does like, a cool, you know, Clark does like that, that cool trapeze swing. And he's like, wow, gasp, you're hired. And, um, meanwhile, not far away, uh, Superboy says, this is a place where I first arrived by speeding the opposite direction. I should be able to return to my own earth in time. Here it goes. And he does so. And, um, but meanwhile, we've got, uh, Clark, uh, earth Two Clark. Uh, joining the circus and um, you know showing off his his stunts, and um, he's thinking, "Wow, the applause is really amazing!" But and there's a crack, and uh, one of the poles uh, goes to collapse, and he grabs a hold of it, and basically, bottom line, saves everyone. And they say, "Young fella, I don't know who you are or what you are, but you are a hero, a superhero." I can make you a star. You'll be the main attraction in New York, Metropolis, Gotham City. And he says, well, I appreciate the officer, sir, but I have different plans for my future. And um, the the ringmaster is like, my boy, don't be so hasty. You're passing up on the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, we cut to um, Clark being... Uh, well, very uh, sorry, Clark. Yes, Earth Two Clark. See, it's very confusing. Um, he's, and they say, "Well, that was a short circus career, Clark." And he goes, "What are you doing here?" And it's Superboy. He says, "I thought you went bo went back home." And he says, "I try, but I can't." Clark, I need your super help. And so he explains to him basically, you know, hey, yeah, you may not be as fast as me, and the, my his abilities may be in development but between the two of them they're able to uh basically get the spinning thing happening and it helps uh, superboy achieve the critical speed needed and uh he says well it's good to be home but that strange encounter sure proved interesting wonder if i'll ever see him again of course he will uh meanwhile um earth two clark says it's good to be home and i'm going to do everything i can to develop my power so i can help others like superboy does and he thinks i wonder if i'll ever see him again and they say the omniscient uh, narrator says, "Oh, you will, as the Supermen of Earth One and Earth Two, when the Justice League and Justice Society cross the interdimensional gap to join forces." And so there we have it. That is uh, uh, Superboy number or New Adventures of Superboy number sixteen. And uh, I'm gonna kind of leave it there. So. 
Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can have our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, head back to the 21st century on our Earth, and we will see you all next week. Thank you.